Just saw a note from ESPN that Lee Corso would not travel to game day this week. I really don't want to be Stop accused it. of being ageist. Stop. Well, I already said Gary Williams is dead, so go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you asked a question. I am, a little different. I'm Thank about you. to query here, okay? <laughs> there comes a point in time where you, you can't do the job anymore, and I get that it's, it's a it's something that he looks forward to and probably enjoys when he's healthy enough to do it. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you, you have to tell people you can no longer do your job. So maybe they just need to rebrand it and give him like and special spots. Maybe they could film something for him. Yeah. That would be great. I will say this, though. Mm-hmm. And I, I already know where Dennis Cox falls on this. I'm interested in where you fall on this. Go on. <laughs> they've basically replaced him with Pat McAfee anyway. Mm-hmm. I like Pat McAfee. Do you? I do. What do you like about him? He's got a lot of nonsense to him. You appreciate nonsense. I do appreciate nonsense. He picks a side. And the Utes like him. And he's paid by gambling people. <laughs> so those are all things that I, I, I appreciate. Very marketable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like, instead of like being like, hey, sorry, Coach Corsco can't make it this week. Like, hey, maybe it's just time to... Why are you trying to fire this man? Evolve. I'm not trying to fire him. You... You didn't dress it nice. There's a growth opportunity. We got to use our corporate words here. Uh, There's a see, growth opportunity see, to, you know, give this him. This is where your daytime <laughs> My daytime gig gives me an opportunity. Exactly. To let, listen, we just had this special moment for you, whether he does records at home or we say he's going to pick four. Which city should he go to? Say, pick like once a month, somewhere not close e- to where he lives. Not even that. He just needs to have like three where right. he's like his staples, where he can mosey along, take him all week, two weeks maybe. Or go they film it at his house. It. Bring him the in, no, play it on the board. No, he wants to be in the atmosphere and be engulfed in it. But co- I will say though, like it is starting to get a little colder. Like diseases are still here, like flu, sure. COVID, all the things. The pandemic is it over? I don't know. Do you know? Nothing is forever in radio, as Joe Obvious likes to remind <laughs> me. So, is monkeypox still out here? I think so. Yes. Oh, okay. Always a thing. I saw something on your hand earlier. Just <laughs> All right, Cox, speaking of nonsense, we've got the hat of nonsense to help us decide. The hat of nonsense. Different football games this weekend. What do we got, Cax? All right, let's go right to Panthers-Falcons. Pick this game based on the backup quarterback who takes their siblings' Halloween candy. The backup quarterback. T.J. Walker would never do that. There's the backup Isn't he the quarterback backup? who Technically? takes their siblings' Candy, so we have PJ Walk. PJ Walker's the starter for the Panthers, so Baker Mayfield. He's the backup. Is the backup, QB two. And then Baker would definitely steal. The the rookie Ritter, right? Is the backup in, in yeah, for the Falcons. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. Wanted to call him Dylan. I knew that was wrong. Uh he's tall and skinny, so something tells me that Ritter doesn't care about candy. Baker is out there planting flags into AstroTurf. He's absolutely stealing somebody's candy. Well, first of all, he has baby teeth, so like he just looks villainous as well. He looks like the boy from Recess. Where <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. Sorry. <laughs> Have you seen Recess? No. Okay. We gotta get your TV game up. Like you know, your kid. You know, you you have kids. I do. They probably watch Saturday morning on ABC, where they had like the eight Recess, the show. Add it to your repertoire. Okay. Just go ahead and go YouTube it. He... I'm actually getting back to this baby teeth thing. <laughs> Baker Mayfield has baby teeth. Okay. Have you ever seen his like full grill? It's baby teeth. I'm, but I'm now thinking about it. Like it's I like feel chicklets. like serial killers usually have. It's like chicklets. Baby teeth. Well, why are we going cereal? Why are we going death? Are you? You're in very much Halloween mode. Good lord, it's just like chicklets a little bit. Okay. Like Tic Tacs. So you're, that means he is or isn't stealing the candy. Absolutely stealing. The candy. All right. So we're in agreement. We're taking the Panthers because Baker Mayfield 
has baby teeth and is a is a bully. Yes, basically. No doubt. 100%. Next up. The Hat of Nonsense. All right, we're going to switch to college football here real fast. UNC Pitt this weekend. Pick this game off the head coach that has the highest dad tax during Halloween. <laughs> so the dad tax is you get to pick the candy that you want out of the hall if you're not familiar with the dad tax. So we're going Pat Narduzzi versus Mac Brown. Mac doesn't have a dad tax because he would just he would talk you out of whatever candy that That's he fair. wanted and you would like voluntarily give him the candy as if you know you know what Mac you're right like yeah. you're totally right. And Pat Narduzzi being a defensive minded guy, he definitely would just make sure bully you into wanting just give the candy up. Like he would I'm taking it off the string. All right, so, so we're we're in agreement there yeah. too because we met or my first interaction with Pat Narduzzi was at the kickoff this summer down mm-hmm. in Charlotte. And we had asked him about the end of divisions. And he was like he goes, You two sound like NC State fans. He goes, <laughs> If you can't beat Clemson, just what's the big deal? Just beat Clemson. Ooh. And we were like, okay, listen. Okay. Uh, we were there in Charlotte when you got waxed by him a couple different times here now. Just because you've beaten him twice. Ooh. I get it. Ooh. I get it. Not you brought him to the carpet. Well, he, he was mad at us, man. Oh. But no, it was Did like, he pour one out, though? He did. Okay. It was in a good way, though. Like He was totally... <laughs> yeah. we, we were yeah. okay with each other, yeah. but I was... I was you he, had to gather him real quick. No, no, no. He was like, yo, you sound like NC State fans. We're like, yeah, man. I mean, you don't play Clemson every year, so... Let us not act like you play Clemson every year. Let okay? the hurt go. Y'all did win one a couple years ago. Last year. Uh, last year. Yeah. All right, Cox. What do we got? <laughs> the Hat of Nonsense. All right. Wake Louisville. Pick this one off the head coach that only leaves a bowl of candy out at the end of the driveway for Halloween. So we've got Scott Satterfield from Louisville. Austin definitely leaves the bowl out because he doesn't, doesn't want to be bothered. Definitely dad energy out Satterfield, of Scott Satterfield. He loves the recruiting. He loves being a part. He loves being engulfed. He loves talking to you. He's definitely going to you know, pass the candy off and want to talk to you and have you knock on the door. Um, Dave Clawson is my favorite coach, and I leave a bowl of candy out. So, <laughs> so it's very on brand. <laughs> it's very fitting. Ipso facto, we're going Clawson. <laughs> Candace, are you suggesting? No, I'm not suggesting nothing. What what is wrong with leaving the bowl out? He said next. That's that's lame. You don't want to interact with people. No, no. Okay, I'm gonna make you feel bad. Like normally, we'll take the boys around the neighborhood. So you want to make sure that people get candy. But I still want people to stop at the house. Plus, there's a neighbor who usually sits at the end of her driveway and has the bowls for the different houses and hands out the candy. But you never, ever interact with kids and pa- put candy in their sacks. Now, the last two years, I, my oldest is now a senior in high school, so he's not trick-or-treating anymore. doesn't need my help. My youngest is a freshman, I think he, I think two years ago, right mm-hmm. before the pandemic, is the last time he trick-or-treated. Okay. So, yes, the last couple of years, we've had a fire in the front yard, had the neighbors around, mm-hmm. and I've passed out candy. Like, interaction. You handed them the candy. Yes, but I'm also that guy, like, you know, kid... Are you friendly? You're going to make me do the whole I'm the old guy here thing. Are you friendly? Kids with now, they don't even say trick or treat. They just walk up to you and they put the bag out. They don't even say please. I don't want to please. I want a trick or treat. <laughs> if you can't say trick or treat, like. Do you ask them what their costume is? Do you interact with them? Do you have conversation to make them even say trick or treat? Do you say, hey, trick or treat, you got to say it. Are you that guy? 
I am not. You have to say it, guy. But I do pass judgment if you can't even just say trick or treat. What's the and age then when limit? you get it- and then when you get the candy, a little thank you would be would be nice too. You know what? <laughs> you done ruined it. Now I don't even want to come to your yard because it's too. It comes with too much. It comes with too well, much. No, no, no. This we don't, don't want to go to Mr. Joe's house. We don't want to go to Mr. Joe's house. He, he gonna make us a trick or treat and thank you. Good lord! All we want is some candy. Put it in the bag. Let's go. This is why I put the bowl out. <laughs> with so the you sign. don't have to interact with the kids. So. Because you don't want to get in your feelings because and then don't say thank exactly. you. Exactly. That's a shame. They're four years old. No. He's Tommy the Tonka the Trunk. No, there's no. He's Bob the Builder. All he wants to do is get no. his little sugar rush and go on. I am way. not scolding four year old. Well, I you, have you. previous. I don't tell lies. We need, this to unpack, we need to unpack this song in your next therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> That's fair. Candace, you're fair. Okay, last one. All right, let's go back to the NFL. Broncos, Jaguars in London. Pick this one based on the quarterback who went trick-or-treating in high school. The quarterback? Yeah. So Russell Wilson or Zach Wilson? No. Jags, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, sorry. They said Jets. My bad. Well, obviously it's Sunshine because he went as Sunshine. No, he did Uh, That's fair. Absolutely. Or Thor. He probably went as a ghost. Like oh, did you, on his head. did you see Mr. Wolf last night by any chance? No. Uh, this was is definitely this is definitely not Russ because he was too busy running routes in his yard, so he never went trick or treating. That's we're done with that one. Last night, Mr. Wolf had a had a sheet over him, the mm-hmm. NC State mascot. Yeah. And he was walking around. He he had a sheet, a white sheet. Over him with I'm the not, eyes. I very cut much. Out. I am very much in the know what you're trying to say, but I'm not engaging in this with, conversation. With the eyes cut out. I need my reparations. I'm not engaging in this. Why would you do that? Somebody probably should have said to Mr. Wolf, "Hey, <laughs> hey, what are we doing here? Hey, what are we doing? Maybe the take-home KKK outfit is not <laughs> the best look. Was it pointy at the top? Just let me know. Was not pointy. Was that pillowcase. Okay, great. It's not pointy. Thank God. But the eyes were cut out, and it was a white sheet. Not the best look. Nobody thought this through. That now they needed to have a nonsense, <laughs> for sure. Did you sing that by the way? The had a nonsense. No, no, that was oh, that's a previous iteration okay. of this program. Okay, I just want to. I believe sure. you have Ovius and Adam and Alec Campbell in there, right? Okay, I think so. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if that was your tune. The bump music is that along with it? Is that was that part of the theme? No, okay. uh-uh. No, Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. He's in charge of the bump music. I don't okay. tell him. I didn't Other know if he was the, trying to, you know, coordinate synergistically, make the OG mixtape and the bump music kind of the same. No, based on no, today's no, no. theme. No. Okay. We will get to that when we get to the OG mixtape, and <laughs> nice little tease. It gets welcome. us. It gets us back to the favorite, my the the funniest and most favorite thing you've ever told me before. <laughs> so we will we will do that at four forty though. Love it. That's the OG mixtape. Yeah. Oh, I, the bump music does something we've discussed. It always fit the show. Okay. That's always the thing. But I feel like when you have like um you know, urban hosts, okay. maybe we should consider like broadening the bump music. You okay. know what I mean? Just okay. some, just, a, just a thought. You know, I'm not here often and I don't wanna I don't wanna dictate anything. You know, I don't run things around here, but you know. One play a little Beyonce. I'm not gonna be mad. I'm not gonna be mad. You're suggesting that Weezer isn't in your <laughs> mixtape right you now? You know, Weezer I could name two Weezer not even probably not one Weezer song. It's fair. Is, is that Stacy's mom guy? Is that, is that that group? That's Fountains no. of Wayne. Oh, damn. Woo! with some Mace and Diddy earlier. Oh, you did. You did. You did. Yeah. But that was like somber. That was sad. It's Friday. 
Yeah. And normally we have Chris Lee from WRL on this program on Fridays to promote what is going to be on Culture State on Saturday, which you can listen to from 10 to noon right here on 99.9 The Fan. Chris is tending to like real life things. Yeah. Being a dad again. Congrats, Congrats Chris. Well, he never stopped yeah. being a dad, but. Again. <laughs> going from man to zone. Chris, congrats to Chris and yes, his family. That's exciting. Now, Dennis Cox, He's though. one away from a starting five. Now, Cox, though, can fill us in on what's going on in Culture State this week. Well, Chris will be in studio tomorrow. So this will be our first time back in studio in a few weeks because we've been on the road uh, at some at different times this fall. But uh, we're going to be back in studio tomorrow, which is going to be nice. And a couple things we're going to have coming up for 1045 tomorrow, we're going to have Hanny Gates, who's the pre uh, Hurricanes Live host and also ringside reporter for the Carolina Hurricanes. She's going to join us at 1045 tomorrow kind of talk a little bit about that long road trip that the Carolina Hurricanes just wrapped up. So we're going to have her on, but also we're actually going to dive in a little bit to little North Carolina hip-hop royalty as Cesar Comanche is going to join us for the last hour, half hour of the show from 1130 to 12. He was actually one of the co-founders of the Justice League with, with Ninth Wonder, guys like Big Pooh and Fonte. So that's who we're going to have on the show tomorrow. Hey, y'all. Yep. Talk about broadening the horizon. OG, y'all got some work to do. I'm just going to say, tell you. Chris and I are very big on, on North Carolina hip hop. Y'all got some work to do. Just, yes. just going to put that out there. That's what Culture State really Real, all about real time so. feedback. You know, that's what helps everybody get better. <laughs> the Canes are back home tonight. They take on the Islanders after that long road trip. If you've missed any of Adam Gold's special Canes Corner podcast series uh, celebrating the 25th anniversary of the team's move here to the state of North Carolina. Check it out on WRLSportsFan.com or wherever you get your podcast. There's a new episode every Wednesday. The Kane, the special Canes Corner podcast is presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Visit AluminumCompany.com. All right, big news last night was NC State coming back, beating Virginia Tech 22-21. Our Graham Hill was in the parking lot. This is, this is pregame, right? Graham went out to the tailgate. And Graham, he's a he's a young, eager go getter, Candace. I don't know if you've met Graham yet. So he, no. he wants to cut his teeth in this this here radio business. He's been producing for the sports shop okay. recently. And okay. he he'll help us out every He's a young whippersnapper? Yes. Okay. He, he idolizes Joe Ovius. It's very interesting. <laughs> so Graham has been going out and checking out the tailgate scene for us at Carter Finley Stadium. Mm-hmm. We have a couple cuts here. Cox, what would you recommend first? Go. We want to go hard in the paint first, or I say let's build up to it. Build let's up start to with it. the uh, the vibe check. All right. So this is Graham Hill out last night at Carter Finley Stadium, getting us a vibe check. I think everyone's pretty disappointed with State's um, performance against Clemson, so we're kind of sad. But the vibe is still good. We love the pack. Okay, that's the vibe check. That was that was an interesting vibe check from Graham Hill. Okay. And now we found a Broncos fan or a Bradley Chubb fan? Or both. Let's see. Now you're out here in a Bradley Chubb Broncos jersey. Are we riding or are we dying tonight? What's the vibe? We're riding tonight. <laughs> the Broncos suck, but NC State's better than the Broncos. She said she had a little giggle too. She said we riding tonight. Okay, period. Let's go. I think girl. it's also a let's ride, you know, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Yeah, okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. And finally, now, somebody somebody had some thoughts on, on Tibbeck. Keep in mind, this is pregame on Tibbeck. Oh, yeah, NC State, I'm Hunter Gordon. I think if Tim Beck can get a 
together, we're gonna be fine. But if he can't, if he didn't use this bye week wisely, then I don't know. I don't. I, I think this game will go well. Who can say how the the rest of the season's gonna go? He should have got her name and brought her in to call in and really gave an evaluation post because it feels like she has something more to say. That was pregame. Can you imagine That's what, what I'm she saying. said? <laughs> she imagine what she said at halftime. <laughs> this before <laughs> NC State fell behind twenty-one three last night against she Virginia was, Tech. She was letting it rip at halftime when it was twenty-one three. Yeah, so I was there last night, and not gonna lie to you, I went down at halftime to find my family, find some of my friends, and walking. And Mike Glennon was down there, does pack therapy with me. Jonathan Rand, the former producer of this program, saw him down on the concourse. There was a lot of angst, yeah, and despair. It was it was right after halftime. It was three. Sure. Now all of a sudden we're standing on the concourse and we look up at the scoreboard and it's fourteen to three. We're like, what is going? On people were in disbelief that Virginia Tech was having such a good yes. game, or that NC State was the third quarter. Bad. Both. Okay. Both. It was just kind of like, all right, as our irate fan had said, it was more of, okay, look, we we probably know what's going to happen against North Carolina Wake Forest, right? But NC State should be able to beat Virginia Tech. Should be able to beat Boston College. Should be able to beat Louisville. They should be able to win those three games. I think Malik Cunningham is doing all right. Now, I don't know about yeah, Louisville. NC State's defense is set up to handle mobile quarterbacks. Yes, I know what happened with Syracuse. Yes, I know what happened with Clemson. But in general, I also don't know how checked in, how locked in Louisville is going to be in, on the, the penultimate week of the season, okay? It's Friday. That means we check in with our friend Bamani Jones, ESPN. HBO, the right time is the podcast. Bo, appreciate you taking some time for us. Obvious is not here, but Candace Cooper is. Let's start with the obvious here. We can officially get the pat, put the paddles away, and call time of death on Tom Brady's career, right? Oh man, like, it's almost <laughs> like he's forty-five years old. Crazy. Well, it is amazing. Every year with these older guys, I always wind up saying it, and I guess I soft pedal it to a degree. But I always wind up saying every year that passes is more likely to be terrible, right? Like, as I felt about Phillip Rivers when he went to the Colts, and it worked out, like, halfway decently. But it's like, yo, you're really rolling the dice here. This dude's 45 years old, and he looked bad last night. And it's been too many bad games in a row for you to think the old guy's going to get better as the weather gets worse um, when they are traveling. And then today we find out that they put in them pipers. This he, he put his entire family on the roulette table of the NFL. And I don't know what snake eyes it is in roulette, but that is what is happening here. Bamani Jones, ESPN, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. It's Candace Cooper. I'm Joe Giglio. Yeah, Bo, he's been in the NFL for 23 years. This is the first time that he's had a team lose three straight games. And, and particularly after that Panthers loss and, and Todd Bowles comes out and says it's a dark day after the Panthers lost. Like, you you have to expect him to bounce back from that, right? Yeah, since he's 45 years old. Like, <laughs> Fair. It, it don't quite work the same way. The other thing, too, that's interesting about it for me, Tom Brady has earned an amazing level of respect, and that respect is what allows him to do all that screaming at people. But this is the first time that he is doing this when A, he is bad, and B, 
the team is bad. I don't know how that stuff plays now. It's kind of like Russell Wilson. He's been corny like this forever, but he's always been on good teams. So relentless optimism didn't seem so annoying to people because there was always a reason to be optimistic. Brady's kind of in a similar space now on how is this stuff going to play now that y'all are out. I mean, not only are you looking like bums, you're losing the bums, like decidedly. Well, you're watching people's greatness deteriorate, but I guess I'm asking, what is making him stay? He has all the records. He has all the things. Is it, you know, not wanting to be in a relationship anymore or ball is so such life for him that he'd rather play football to the very bitter end and get potentially hurt and ruin his, you know, after football career? What's the thing I, that's keeping him? I did an event um, a week or two ago with a couple of former players, and we weren't talking about Tom Brady, but – the general discussion led to a place that I think answers the question, which is what else is he going to do? Like that is a terrifying question for athletes generally, but I think football players in particular, because you also have to think about like what's going to happen to your body. What else is Tom Brady going to do? Like you don't exist as he has existed or played this game for as long as he has, because you're sustained by your outside interests. Like this is a singular maniacally focused sort of thing that he's been on. And so if he leaves, I don't think he knows what to do. Like, how do you make friends outside of a locker room construct sort of thing? What would he do with his day-to-day? And now, I mean, he's going to be at the crib eating, I don't know what kind of Hungry Man dinners TV 12 is going to start selling. <laughs> but he had pop, popping them things out the microwave, eating off the TV tray. But he does have the Fox gig lined up at $30 million a year, right? I mean, but that ain't I mean Drew Brees and, didn't last. He didn't last, you know, behind the booth. But is it, that ain't football and he don't need the money. Like, what is it that fulfills him and sustains him? Because you think about it. what We're not going to talk about Tom Brady any differently after an eighth Super Bowl than we would after a seven. Right. There's no real gain to be had from this. And he keeps going. I mean, but LeBron James is in a very similar place. Like, why are you still doing this? Well, LeBron wants to play with his kid. LeBron wants to play with his kid. Yeah, he wants to play with his kid, but that boy is going to need to really work on his game before that becomes a reality. Oh, Lord. Do you think Tom Brady wants to retire on his terms? I feel like because it was a little bit leaked last season, he maybe felt away, and now he wants to just go out when he wants to go out and be able to say it on his own? Yeah, except the problem is putting another year of football on the table makes it more likely that you won't really be retiring on your terms. You know what I mean? Like. You might say, well, I had a contract that I retired before they released me, but (laughs) he's not going to be good enough to play NFL football at the end of this season. Is that really his terms? I would argue it's not. But the problem is, if you're one of these guys, and this is the thing with LeBron, he's still really, really good. Why stop if you're still really, really good? And so you keep going until the world tells you you're not really, really good. Bamani Jones, ESPN, HBO, The Right Time is the podcast, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. And Bo, sticking, I mean, it's, we ask you every week, and every week something else happens with Russell Wilson. Candace actually has some hot Russ takes, so I feel like it's only fair that I set her up here a little bit for you. I mean, it's, you're, you're, it's bad, right, when the kicker of a random team – no, I get it. He's the best kicker in the NFL. But when you're catching strays from the kick – from kickers – it's not good, right, Bo? Like, how do you come back from that? I mean, it's not a good sign that you state grads are even entertaining the slander, right? <laughs> like, you guys should be jumping on grenades. What y'all used to call him, Russell Jesus Wilson Obama? Y'all should be jumping on grenades for him. But the corniness had just reached a point 
but not even y'all are in a position to do that. But I will say again, I've never seen people broadly just feel so comfortable taking shots at a dude that really ain't done nothing to nobody. Thank you. Like, it's gotten to a point now where it's just a little bit too far. Like, okay, I get it. Russell Wilson's Cordy. I've known this for almost 15 years, so I guess it's not nearly as new to me. But everybody else is the easiest thing for them to get over on, and I do admit that that's kind of whack. Thank you. But do you think he's – he's is he corny in real life? You've gotten to be – you know, rub elbows with the best of him. Is he actually really corny, or is it a persona? I have not hung with him in that way. The, what, the conclusion that I've reached about him and where his difficulty is, I don't know how any one person knows if they actually met Russell Wilson or not. Because he plays so many different characters in so many different places with equal conviction, it should be noted. So, like, (laughs) is he really like that? I think the only person that really knows what he is like is his wife, and I'm assuming that she does. Go ahead, Joe. Nope. Go ahead, Joe. No, 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 no. Don't leave. No, don't get. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bomani Jones. No. ESPN. He's going to ask go. you about that later. I don't even know what it is. Do it. <laughs> HBO. No, he wants it. He wants it. Go no, ahead. No, nope. See, nope. That, that's nope. terrible. Nope, 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 nope. That's terrible. Joining us as he does every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Check out The Right Time. It is the podcast. You mentioned LeBron James, and, and, and uh, speaking of other Russells, Russell Westbrook now allegedly is going to come off the bench. What are the chances that this Lakers roster stays the way that it is beyond, I don't know, January 15th? Well, it's not going to be the same on January 15th. My question is, how exactly are you supposed to change it? People are like, you got to trade Russell Westbrook. Who the hell turned it on their TV? And it's like, who give me some of that? Right? Like, who is this? And you can make the tanking argument. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to tank and you get, the, you get his money off the books by the end of next year. So there is some value there. Do you think you want to have Russell Westbrook around while you are intentionally trying to lose. Like, he's not trying to miss shots. He's just working out that way. Like, that is not a guy that I that is going to abide by what he obviously sees as a tanking scheme. Like, I, I don't think there are any easy solutions to this problem, and they can't trade those picks. And the reason that I say that they can't trade those picks is this team, this roster as it is, it cannot be turned into a championship contender. You might be able to turn it into a playoff team, but it is, it's too far gone to be turned into a championship contender. So Even in the West? Those, even in the West. Okay. A championship contender, no chance. So if you trade the 2027 and 2029 picks, those picks are going to be high because the Lakers are yeah. going to stink. They can't come off of a pick. Like Think about the situation that they're in right now. If that wasn't LeBron James, they'd be trading Anthony Davis and they'd be trading whoever this other person that is as good as LeBron is but isn't LeBron, and they would be trying to get, do what they can to get a uh, big parlay vu, right? That would be the move that they would be making, except they don't have a pick this year, so they can't even do that. Yeah, I, the way I look at it with LeBron is I don't think he's going to be with the Lakers on his next deal, as much as he he's professes to love extension. L.A. He's already signed an extension. I think he's got, like, Two years past this one. Okay. 
But does this say anything about LeBron's leadership in terms of not being able to pull out the best in some of these guys who are, I will say, C-list Well, stars? look at the rest of the rock. I mean, it's like you, just but, put a couple okay. shooters around the guy. I mean, I mean, but, nah, nah, nah. Okay. these guys just aren't good. They're just not good enough. Okay. Like, you know, what, are we, what are we asking him to pull out of Russell Westbrook at this point, right? right. Like, somebody made a good point to me the other day talking about this. If you watch the Lakers, Darvin Ham's doing a good job. They're getting open shots. They're just not making the shots. Not being able to pull it out of Anthony Davis can you pull out of someone something that is not there? I don't think it's there to be pulled out of him. The, the, the place to me to look at LeBron is just like, is it really that important to you to be the all-time leading scorer? Like this idea that you're going to play with your kid, which I'm not sure is a good thing for the kid. That seems to me to be a very selfish endeavor to be going on. Like, what's the point of this now? I, I don't see any circumstance under which LeBron is going to be the guy that matters on a championship team. He's only going to get worse, right? You mean he's old too. It's time to go. Like people aren't supposed to stay on top as long as guys like he and Brady have stayed on top and bless them for being able to do it. But it's kind of time to go. And I don't think he, that LeBron realizes that he's the old man at the club. It's time to check out. Mamani Jones joining us here on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline. It's Candace Cooper. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, Bo, I know I should know better, uh, and I don't think it's necessarily on your radar, uh, but I, I feel like I, I don't think you have affinity for Houston teams, but the, the the World Series starts tonight. It is the Astros. It's the Phillies. I want to give Dusty Baker some credit here. I feel like I'm not a Houston fan. I'm one of those people who, you know, they cheated, but I am kind of sort of rooting for Dusty Baker, or let me let me rephrase that. I would be happy for Dusty Baker if the Astros won. How does that sound? Yeah, I'm totally rooting for Dusty. I've never – the Braves are my team growing up, so I was okay. never an Astros guy. But I'm totally rooting for Dusty Baker, who will have an unassailably Hall of Fame resume if he winds up with the World Series. And I can't think of anybody who's ever been more successful at his job in sports and more people want to swear to you has no idea what he's doing right. than Dusty Baker. Like, I think, <clears throat> I think he's one of these guys that just happens with football coaches. Andy Reid used to be in this boat where the things that they do worst are the things that you see on television, but that's only but a percentage of the job and all the things we don't see those guys are excellent at. Dusty's won everywhere. And I would just never get over the fact that the Cincinnati Reds looking at themselves and being like, nah, we need somebody else to take us to the top. Where the hell are they business? <laughs> yeah. I think this job in particular, Bo, where I think people are confused as to what the Astros were when they were winning because they're in a sustained run here. The roster's been remade. He also stepped into a situation where it was pretty volatile. You know, I mean, people were down on them. And not only that, it's a pandemic. So it's like, listen, he's done great work with a group that, you know, could have easily rejected him. And now he's kind of shepherding this next wave. You know, this isn't Bregman and Altuve. You know, their, their next group here is pretty darn good. And I think he's done a great job of kind of bringing that along. And like you said, he, you know, yeah, I mean mixing and matching lefties and righties and whatever else you want to get on them for, you can, but I think ultimately you have to look at the success that he's had and, and, and realize at each stop he's been the guy. At every single one of them. Like, it's not like any of these teams that have decided they could do better actually did better immediately. Like, they might have gotten around to it, but it took the Cubs a while yes. to get back to where that is. And somehow – he got blamed for those guys' arms going out like they hadn't been pitching zillions of innings since they were nine years old, throwing curveballs since they were 11, right? 
No, he's been that guy, and players absolutely love to play for him. Like, I would like to see him win, and I I don't know who the Phillies would have to play for me to root for them. There's just never been a circumstance in my life that I would ever root for the Phillies. It was going to take a hell of a lot more than Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard, <laughs> let me tell you. Philly fans can be a little bit brutal. Bomani Jones, ESPN, HBO, The Right Time is the podcast. Bo, as always, appreciate your time on this Friday. All right, man. You guys be good.